you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Savior, Jesus Christ. He alone is worthy of our worship. He alone is worthy of us getting together and doing this and looking at God's Word. And I certainly hope this finds you well and you're not too cold out there. Hopefully this Arctic freeze uh, has gone its way and, and things are starting to get normal. Here in South Carolina, I'm looking for 45 or 50 degrees to finish out winter. I'm not <laughs> digging this whole 18 or 17 degree thing. With me, Kevin, four feet away. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. I want you to know that we have just broke the 25 degree mark here in South Carolina, and I'm feeling good about that. I, I, I don't think in, I think when you're south of the uh, Mason Dixie, uh, Dixon, I think that you should be, uh, you know, never going below freezing. That's just my <laughs> thought. Uh, today we want to talk about denying God. So as we jump into the scripture, we're certainly going to see Peter's denial of Christ. We're going to see denying God. And sometimes it's more than our mouth denying God. And sadly, I've probably done it with my mouth. I, I don't want to blaspheme God and say I never have because I probably have. Or, But I've certainly done it in my mind and my actions and those types mm. of things. And it's definitely unacceptable. It, it, it's against the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. It's against those types of things we're trying to do where we say, but I can't do that. You don't know what I've been through. Cut it out. I've said that to myself a hundred times. I've been walking down the road saying, God, you don't know what I've been through. And then God just slaps me upside the head and says, stop it. I was talking to a guy a couple of weeks ago and he's like, brother Doug, you don't know what I've been through. And I said, you're right. But I said, you know who knows what you've been through? God. God, don't deny God, but whosoever shall deny me before men, it says over in Matthew 10, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. And, and then whosoever confess, the verse before that, before men, him I will confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. And, and, and we know, right, that the Lord searches our hearts. He, he knows where we are. He knows what we're talking about. And in denial, folks, denial can take a relationship with God and crack it in half. Denial can take, it, it can ruin a life. It can ruin your loved one's life. It can ruin those you're testimony to, those you witness to, those you work with, those you love. Denial is never acceptable. He came onto his own in John 1.11. We read that. Uh, just a few months ago, he came onto his own, and his own received him not. Kevin, denial. Boy, denial has been there. It's been throughout the life of Christ. It's been through uh, from his times of creation in the Old Testament to now people deny God. And that's like the worst thing we can do. Yeah. Boy, many times I think families would let Jesus Christ you know, into their life temporarily, and then after a while they're like, nah, He's not our type, you know, and they would just kind of talk among themselves, you know, among the neighbors. What did you think about that Jesus that came through the other day? I, I saw you had him in, in your house. Well, uh, you know, we really thought a lot of him, but, yeah, we're kind of glad he's gone now. And, you know, they're just kind of lying about what they really feel about things. That's denial. Then there's the betrayal. We talked about this, I think, last week. But the betrayal that of the, of Judas Iscariot. That 
you know, he felt the Lord had betrayed his um, his confidence in, in 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 that Judas had. Judas was confident that Jesus was going to become a you know overthrow Rome and become the the new leader, and Judas was going to have all this high position of authority and so forth. And he, he betrayed Christ because he Christ betrayed his um, uh, view of Christ, but. Uh, Peter was an example. We're going to talk about that a little later today, I guess, that Peter was, um, Judas decided somewhere along the line, as soon as I get a chance, I'm going to get back at Jesus. That's calculated cold betrayal. Yeah. Yeah, there were secret meetings and so forth. But. That's an eternal right there. Yeah. Eternal mistake. Eternal Eternally uh, wrong. Don't make eternal mistakes. Don't say, as soon as I can, as soon as I turn 18, I'm going to get out of this. Don't do that kind of stuff because God will uh, allow you to have your way and you'll be eternally uh, regretful. But Peter is an example of someone that denied. He he just he was not looking for a way to get out, but he was so... Um, upended in in his view of what was going on and trauma does this folks trauma makes it that you weren't expecting this i don't know how to handle this and so you go into self-protection mode you know you're not trying to get rich by betraying christ but you're trying to protect yourself from this what the the what in the world's what if you know all these weird things are happening and you know David did that. When we talk about denial, David was being chased by Saul, and he went, he said, uh, it, I shall one day perish by the hand of Saul. So he went to live among the Philistines. He thought it would be good to live there and kind of, you know, not be a, a hardline Jew anymore and just kind of get favor amongst the world. And this is what happened when he got there. The servants of Achish, it was a leader of that city uh, in the Philistines, said unto him, is this not David, the king of the land, um, and they uh, and did they not sing one to another to him and dance and saying, Saul slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. That's all killing Philistines. Well, David's thinking, wait a minute. If I'm among the Philistines, I'm trying to be their friends, and some of these guys are saying, wait a minute, hey, King Achish, David killed 10,000 of our, our people. He was not expecting that. He was upended. He was freaking out over this, and David laid up these words in his heart that's what caused his denial he laid up these words in his heart he mulled it over and was sore afraid of Achish king of Gath and he changed his behavior before them and feigned himself mad in their hands and scrabbled on the doors of the gate and let a spittle fall down upon his beard and um, so Achish more or less said get this nutcase out of here but he was pretending to be crazy, and that's a form of denial. You know, when you're acting acting like you're dumber than you really are because, you know, you don't have the intel that you really do have. Um, he's not protecting anybody but himself, and that's what happens when we uh, go ahead and do a denial mode, brother. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. And, you know, it's a heart problem. Uh, people have heart problems, you know, for the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You know, Peter could say a thousand times, and we're going to see he did, right? Yeah, over and over again, I will not deny Christ. He pulled his sword off. I cut off the guy's earpod holder, God. <laughs> I, I took it off, man. 
Uh, but I'll tell you, our hearts, we got to guard our hearts, folks. It is deceitful above all things. And if we're not careful, mm. we want to say the right thing so we can land that right uh, boyfriend, girlfriend. We we want to say the right things. We want to act the right things with our crowd, with our, with our peeps. Man, I want to hang out with that crowd, but I don't necessarily want to tell them what I am. Folks, we can't play in that zone. Yeah. That's not a playground. It's not a place you want to be. I mean, uh, before you know it, you end up in a, in a different uh, you know, world, a different perspective. Your life is miserable. We talked about this with Pastor Miller. Uh, you know, the most miserable people on God's green earth are those people who've accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and live outside that boundary. I know people who do it. They, they start make-believe ministries. They, they talk about healing and helping, yet they're living with people and doing things outside side of God's will and living things that are upside down. They're lying. They're, they're doing all, I, I know tons of people who can fall into these categories and then they'll say, well, I do this because of this. Folks, our hearts are deceitful, you yes. know, and, and when we get hurt, let me tell you something, a, a couple things can happen. When our hearts get broke, we can either allow God to do healing and make them stronger or we can become bitter and when yeah. we become bitter and left to our own devices, we'll sit around and we'll create our own lot of land for God, you know, and, mm. and our own ministry. And we'll tell people how badly we've been hurt, how we're worse off than everybody else, how, how there's mm. a group of people out there that are bad. And, and you make things up and you make it stronger than what it is so you'll have followers. And, and before you know it, you're with the bitter group at church. And before you know it, you stop going to church. And before you know it, you're just as bad as the bitter group at work. And, yeah. and before you know it, you're hanging out with the crowd that just sits around and talks about how terrible life is. Well, we need to grow up. You know, it, yesterday doesn't matter with God. God heals our hearts. We move out smartly. You know, when we're in the army, you take a loss, you get up, you keep going. You can't fixate on it, man. You're an army. It's time to move out. It's time to reload. It's time to train. It's time to get right. It's time to make sure that we put our training to work. It's the same way with God. But so many of us, what we let our gods down. So many of us unload the word of God and, and, and we, we, we try to downplay it. We try to do things with it. We deny God every time we take a step away from God and say, well, maybe that's not exactly what the word of God means. Stop it. You're denying God. Every time we say, well, maybe God can't use me because I've been, cut it out. Go look in the mirror, have your pity potty, get over it, and move out smartly, soldier. Mm -hmm. It's time to serve God. And I'm so glad we get to do that. Hey, hang with us. We'll be right back. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Hey, folks, we're back with you as we continue on with the life of Christ. You know, I'm excited that we get to open God's Word. I'm excited that here we are in 2023 being able to 
look at 24. I'm all right. See, this is what happens. And uh, <laughs> it's uh, January 2024. Oh, yep. man, does that I'm sneak there. up on you, you know? Yeah. And Simon Peter followed it. Where, so we're in John chapter 18 and verse 15, continuing, going through 16, continuing on with the life of Christ, looking at Christ's life. It's all over the words of God. It's everywhere we go. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. That disciple was known unto the high priest and went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door without. Then went out that other disciple, which was known unto the high priest, and spake unto her that kept the door and brought in Peter. So, excuse me, we're going to continue on looking at Peter. But here we go again talking about Peter's loyalty, about denying Christ and you know, even after that impulsive pull out the sword, cut off the air, ruin the ear pod thing, you got to find somebody with the other ear cut off <laughs> so you can share a set of ear pods, ruining everything. Even after all that, Peter's loyalty and desire to be with him in the midst of danger changed mm. when the hard times came. And folks, I can't tell you how many Christians I've counseled, how many Christians I've been with, how many people I've talked to when times got hard, when things got bad, uh, when the kids ran down the road, when, when things turned upside down, when life wasn't working exactly how it should. I can't tell you how many people threw their loyalty away right there to run to a man or a woman, to run to something of this world and say, well, I can't do this. I met a young lady years ago, and I've told you this story, that was in Bible college, went through Bible college the day she graduated. A young man was on his way to a missions trip for a year and a half and told her, I'm interested in you. If you're still available when I come back, I'm going to pray the whole time. And uh, a year went by and a year and a couple months, and this girl said, I'm never going to find a guy who liked me. She hooked up with a non-Christian guy. It led to her getting HIV positive. It led to her having medicine for the rest of her life. And as she was laying in a doctor's office getting prescribed all this medicine, all this stuff, uh, you know, and, and she's got this big long list. She looks down, she's got a text message back in town. Just talk to your dad. Can't wait. Can't wait till we start getting to know each other. Folks, I'm telling you, when we, when our loyalty's there, when we, it, everything's all right. But when we deny God, when we deny God, and uh, uh, it, I, I think, I think it's very easy to deny God in facets of our life. I think it's courageous uh, to have courage and not deny God. I think it's the right thing to do. But there's a contrast of what's going on between this disciple we don't know. Uh, there's a contrast between him and Peter. Here's Peter, the guy pulling the sword out, cutting off the ear pod holder. Here's Peter <laughs> doing all that. And this other disciple goes out and gets him. There's a lot going on here, Kevin, but we could we could compare this to life, couldn't we? So many people, they've, they've went through a little trouble. They perceive trouble. Some people I know, and you know them, right? We all know people. Not only do they perceive trouble, they make trouble, and they build it bigger than what it is, and they sensationalize it. They capitalize on it, and then they wake up one day and say, where's God? Mm. Boy, that's so true. <laughs> Every time you go back to this Malchus thing yeah. and the ear pod, I can't help <laughs> thinking it's good the Lord fixed them up because if uh, <laughs> if some churches would have found that ear, they'd be marketing and they'd be <laughs> duplicating it. Hey, a chew toy for your, a Malchus chew toy for your, for your Doberman. <laughs> we got something <laughs> to sell to the churches out there. But <laughs> holy chew toys. But, <laughs> 
help. But yeah. you, you should call Holyfield then. Yeah. His name should be Melchizedek. <laughs> oh, help us, Lord. But no, you're, what you're saying is so true. You know, with trauma, when you go through trauma, you are so... I think there's times where you're you're in denial of the problem, and so you're in denial of you become in denial of of your Lord, and you know you think about it, David going down to the land of the Philistines, he he just couldn't process like you were talking about. He couldn't process Saul chasing the anointed, and David was did not do anything wrong. Saul, who had been anointed king, was going to be replaced by David. And David's like, okay, this I'm a, guess I'm a king in waiting. I don't deserve it. But now they're trying to kill me, and I'm going to one day perish by the hand of Saul. And so he, he, he could not process those. And when he did process, he processed it wrongly. He ended up in, in denying, really denying God there, denying that he was a Jew, whatever. But, um, man, I've been through hard times, Doug. I remember the worst day of my life. I just took all my um, missionary stuff, and I just went to a dumpster that was near my coach, and I just started throwing stuff away, and the Holy Spirit said, Stop! Don't do this. And then later on, I was getting ready to uh, just kind of cancel everything and and do do the quitting thing, you know, how you do it. You kind of resign and, and, and sell insurance. And I had skills and stuff, and it wasn't going to be an insurance salesman, I think, but I was willing to be. But uh, before my finger hit send on the emails, um, uh, one time my son called and said, what are you doing, Dad? I'm like, well, I'm going to you know, basically quit. He's like, wait a minute, why would you quit doing God's will because a human doesn't want you to do it? I was like, unfair question. And uh, then another time I was going to do the same thing, and my pastor said, wait a minute, if God started the ministry, is it really up to you to decide when to close it? Unfair question. But these are things that we need to be asked when we are getting ready to deny. We don't know. It's, it's, it's a blind spot. We're in, we're in such darkness it's like, I don't know what's right and what's wrong. And sometimes we'll make bad decisions. And like David, he just one day shook his head and said, wait a minute, I need to go back. I need to go back to Israel. And he actually stayed in the land of the Philistines quite a while, went on campaigns with the Philistines against Israel uh, to some degree, whooped up on some of the other countries around him just to kind of prove some loyalty to the Philistines as well. But he was living in denial of his trauma and in denial of really his God and denial of God's will for his life because he was saying, I don't see how it's going to work out. So when I'm going through trauma and I'm saying, I don't see how it's going to work out that God's going to get me through this thing, I can at least say, like the scripture says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you of the reason of the hope that lieth in you with meekness and fear. I don't want to be, Lord, I don't want to be David I don't, in that case. I don't want to be like Peter in that case, who when the going gets rough, I start to speak out both corners of, of my mouth. I want to be like, like, um, like Jesus Christ who uh, went into my trauma and said, you know what, I'm just going to sanctify God, give God a little throne in my heart and just quietly say, no, I'm not what you're saying I am. And in my case, I'm a sinner. That's me. Jesus' case, I'm going to just do God's will. 
Yeah, that's a great place to be doing God's will, folks. And, you know, I got to tell you, every time we go against God's will for our life, we're denying God. It's that easy. And, yeah. and, and you know, we're so caught up in these things of life, and they're real. We've been hurt. We've we've been through bad things in life. You know, if, if you're over a day old, man, you've been messed over. <laughs> At least once in your life, and and uh, and boy, they come at us. And if we let that be our identity instead of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we're denying them. If if we let the past be our identity, if we say, "Well, I went through these things," folks, there's always going to be problems. This is what I've found. I, I, I was telling Kevin, I'm about two weeks, two weeks and a couple days into getting my health right again. And and I know this. I've been hit with more stuff from the side, from the top, from the back. And uh, I've just decided, hey, I'm sticking with this thing, man. I serve God. It's bigger than I am, man. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't need excuses. My excuse is J-E-S-U-S. My excuse is the Holy Spirit of God is in my heart today, and and I'm going to motivate. I'm going to move forward, man, and uh, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to be the kind of soldier that God can depend on. Be that person. You can be there, too. All you got to do is say, right here, God, I surrender all. It's you. It's me. I won't deny you, and you know what? He'll let you in. You'll get sworn in. You'll be in God's army. Come on back tomorrow as we continue to look at things in God's, uh, in Christ, the life of Christ, and negative peer pressure and those types of things. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Health for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.